We are live with another episode of TR Talk, and we're coming at you family edition. This is Ryan Warner, alongside my co-host, Tommy Tahoulemo. Welcome to the show, folks. And we have a special guest, Brother T-Dub, hailing from Chicago IL, birthplace of the baby back rib. Welcome, T-Dub. Thanks for having me. And for people that do not speak Ryan Warner, he's referring to his brother, Tanner Warner, for those that don't know Brother T-Dub. So that's a more formal introduction. What's up, guys? Uh, is that a fact? Fact. We just had ribs tonight. We had ribs. Aubrey is in the room right now. She's red from laughter. Aubrey is my sister-in-law. To be. To be. Uh, but she's blood to me. Um, and that's not, just to be clear. <laughs> not no blood. incest is going on. <laughs> um... <laughs> so aubrey is tanner's fiance we're in their apartment in chicago i'm home for the weekends and yeah we wanted to cut this spin this family style tom's in san francisco at the tr talk studio and we're here in the living room at 925 west aiken so let's let's kick this thing off guys you guys are out here out there in chicago what's the um What's the family agenda? What's it looking like this week? We're dropping this thing on Thanksgiving. Let's let's hear what the Warner clan's up to. Yeah, so we have quite a bit of holiday gatherings to get to because both of our families are divorced, mine and my fiance, so we have to attend up to four Thanksgivings each holiday. So the holidays are quite a, it's a joyful time, but quite a, quite a stressful time at the same time. So you get us. four different meals, though. Which one's the best? i say uh, Mama J's, our mom, she probably... Takes the cake and the cooking. The issue, though, is you can't overeat at one because if you undereat at the other, then they ask why you're not eating enough. It's a real a lot of strategy, a lot of planning. It's a it's a it's a brutal day. It's a real it's a real event now. And this year, we're laying on another <laughs> another event, and that's the 5K run Thursday morning. Powerful Mama Jane's getting her first race in. Aubrey's running it Ooh. with me along with my cousin Luke, and I believe you're also doing a turkey trot, aren't you, Tommy? I am. Me, Emily, we all know who she is, and then Pops, Tom Jr., all running the uh, the Turkey Trot 5K. So, um, oh, that's a big one every single year. Shout out to Tom Jr. Big shout out. So, you got the four dinners. How do you – I have two, um, and I always found like that was kind of hard because you got to drive around and – pace out the meal so it's four like the first one has to go on at like nine in the morning right like what's up with that yeah so i think it's i think we're our set time is 11 a.m so thursday will be first half wait, of wait, wait, be, hold, uh, on, hold on hold on hold on and then are you not running the 5k no sir i don't oh, run. <laughs> mm, there we go no there we go i did not I certainly won't pay to run. Um, I do it just to make myself uncomfortable on my own time because uh, I think people are too comfortable in today's world. So I do it Ooh. to make myself uncomfortable, but I, I will never pay to run ever. What if I paid for the run? I would rather you donate to a charitable cause. Ooh, that kind of sounds like you're backtracking around it. Mm. <laughs> I think we, we, we tapped into something, though, there. Um, he thinks... Life is too easy for likes to put himself in uncomfortable situations. Well, let's dive into that a little bit. What do you mean by that? Yeah, uh, I can't take full credit for that sentence. That's Joe Rogan recommendation. But putting yourself in uncomfortable situations, you can grow as an individual, whether it's physically or mentally or 
the other aspect. So consistently doing something you're comfortable in, I don't see how you'll gain like a competitive edge or any kind of edge on your competition there. And I think whether it's running, I, I hate running, I'm terrible at it, or working out in the morning, I love doing that, so I continue to do it. But doing stuff that makes you uncomfortable not only makes you appreciate when you are comfortable, but also gives you, I don't know, just a good aspect on life, how to always kind of continue improving and always going after the competition in my mind. That's just always been in my mind since I've been an athlete my entire life. Yeah, I remember we, we talked about this a little bit a couple months ago. Your morning routine is, it's pretty it's pretty in-depth. It's pretty badass. Um, why don't we go through that for a bit? I know you're, you're getting after it pretty early in the morning, aren't you? Yeah, so we got up at 4.45. Um, head over to the Jocko Willink style. Get, uh, Jocko Willink style. That's right. Um, generally get at, it's an hour workout. I try to keep it to an hour, but it's full body every day. So, excuse me. Um, barbells, dumbbells. I just, I love getting in there, getting the chalk on the hands and mm. grinding that mm-hmm. way. And then, um, I'm at the office generally by seven. Got to get those two egos in my stomach <laughs> with a full glass of milk. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about this the other day. How good does it feel to chalk up the hands for a lift? Yeah, it's something mental about it. I mean, I love getting in there and gripping the barbell, gripping the dumbbell. All that stuff is. I love it. Tommy, you've been doing some CrossFit lately. Yeah, what dude, I, I took it up, um, what, about a month ago? And um, it's it's tough, man. It's it's so much different than anything else I've done in terms of, like, you know, the, the basic kind of weightlifting you get into or, you know, now we're doing a lot of running, but it's complete just – total body and like instead of like going slow run for two hours it's like totally gassing yourself for 25 minutes it's a whole it's a whole new level it's pretty crazy tanner have you ever tried it i have not one of the main critiques on it is that you're doing olympic style slash powerlifting movements for high repetition high volume um and then in doing that your form gets bad and thus leads to an injury have you seen that or read on that or what are yeah i that? think i agree with you um and i I'm definitely not um, authorized to really speak on that, um, but I should ask people that have been doing it for a while just because I'm so new to it. But I think that their response would probably be that they're teaching us a lot. There's a couple days of like training camp that you had to go to that like <clears throat> the whole goal is to only do it if you're doing the right form. And if you don't do the right form in like a competition or something, they're going to no rep you. Um, so you do want to go quickly, but if you're not, sure. if your form's not right and you're not going through the right, the right process, then you're, you're really slowing yourself down. Then. Yeah. And our, one of my wrestling coaches in college got into it and he put us through one of those on a Saturday workout, a CrossFit workout. And it was, it was absolutely brutal. So I am certainly not against it, but I just, uh, definitely want people to be aware of that. They seem up your alley, like up the wrestlers alley where it's like, you're just kind of like blowing yourself out for 30 minutes and it's like full body you're doing um like there's some cardiovascular there's some weightlifting. so i feel like it really favors like a wrestler or like uh a, even like a leaner football player yeah it that was his um that was kind of his sell on it as well he got into it and tried getting some over to his gym we did it a couple of times but i, I don't know kind of got comfortable in my routine which probably isn't the best thing but i never really got too involved in it um, I do like how it's a community aspect of it, though. I mean, on yeah. Saturdays, you'll see them, like, running down Halstead Street here together or Clark Street. Just everyone getting a crate running these stairs that aren't theirs. It's, it's pretty wild. I was going to say the what I am jealous about when Tom talks about it is how 
the guys and gals get in the room together and for 30 minutes there, or actually 60 minutes, they just go all out, which sounds, sounds pretty awesome. Um, whereas the running's more individualistic and you're alone with your thoughts. Um, but while we're on this topic, I got to know, T-Dub, what was the gnarliest workout you ever did wrestling in college? Oh, my first Saturday workout ever. <clears throat> we started off by warming up, running around the basketball court. Did that for like a half hour. And then we did overhead. We did um, bleacher runs with a partner. So your partner would go up, then back down. While he was up, you were in plank. After that, we had a 45-pound plate overhead. Went up the stairs to the weight room, across the weight room, down the stairs. While your partner was going, you're in the plank. After that, we did baseline sprints. After that, we did a plate workout. And to finish that up, we had these brutal rope climbs. It was the hardest hour and a half of my entire life. After that, we had, it was Thanksgiving. It was the day before Thanksgiving break, I remember now. And afterwards, I'm like, I'm not going home, staying here. I'm not doing anything. I, it was so vicious. I, I couldn't breathe. I couldn't think. It was it was awesome. You can't even, like, stand up after that. Nothing. And each time when we do one of these insane things, I'm like, you bring us in, we'd all huddle. I'm like, all right, we're breaking. Like, all right, here's your next, here's your next workout. I'm like, what the fuck is going people on People throwing here? up and crying and all that? Oh, or? I was crying. Oh. Like, I can't take this. That's and it's one of those where they don't tell you at the beginning, like, this is what we're doing. It's just like, all right, next thing, next thing. And it's like, it's like, have you seen the movie Miracle with Herb Brooks? Where he's like, again, again, Absolutely. again. That's exactly what it was like. Herb, blow the whistle. Stop it, Herb. <laughs> <laughs> now, you're right, though. That, that fucks with the mind when you don't know when the workout's going to end or not. That's brutal. Yeah. And then one of the toughest wrestling practices was the last workout of the year, last practice of the year. We were warming up. I was wrestling with Jimmy Gatto, who was a uh, got second in nationals that year, or the All American that year. I can't remember which year it was. Um, and it was the last day of practice, and Coach O was, came in. He's like, "All right, wrestle till someone quits." We were going out for fifty eight oh minutes, God. and then they had to break us up. It was just a street street fight. No one was quitting. It was it was awesome. It was so much fun. <laughs> that's just that's just call, unreal. They call those. Uh... Like grind matches, Tommy. I just first person to stop of the two partners. That's who loses. Oh yeah. At one point. So even if you even if you get tapped out, you just keep going yeah. back at also, it. tapping and wrestling. It's I mean, you just literally would make the other guy quit where he wouldn't wrestle anymore. Neither of us were of that mindset. He's the same competitor as am I. So it was just going until they pull us apart. Like one point, we we're in the lobby wrestling because we barreled through the doors. At one point, he was covering my mouth, with my own shirt, trying to get me to quit. I mean, it was no holds barred, but it was. It was one of the best best practices ever. It was so much fun. Vicious. That's intense. Man, I, I I never even thought about wrestling when I was growing up, but once I hear you guys talk about it, I wish I did. Just badass. Once you and uh you and the old lady ever pop one out, I'll me and Tanner will be the trainers, dude. We'll be the <laughs> trainers for it. We'll we'll cut that part. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, so what's up what else is going on uh, t-dub yeah. what, what else are you uh what, what's the main focus at work i think you're uh what would you say last time we were talking you said that um it's one of those tests not cpa exam or series seven something like that right so cpa so tax busy season's over so we're kind of coasting right now getting some urine stuff in line acquiring new clients one-off projects, but um, my main focus right now is I am taking the first part again of the CPA exam, which is the financial <clears throat> financial accounting and reporting sections, the most difficult one most people start with. 
And uh, I, I did take it in the spring, and I, I did not pass. So I'm restudying, retaking it uh, in January of 18. Yeah, I have a lot of respect for the for. I have some friends that are in accounting and finance that are studying for however many, whatever, three, six months, and then taking the test. Man, that just seems grueling on you. Because you don't even know if you're ahead or behind because it's just like you just show up for the test right. six months later. Yeah, the software, the training software or studying software now is pretty nice. You can create schedules and it lets you know if you're off track and those sort of things. But, I mean, you're, you're, it's on you for sure. But my schedule now is I'm at the library Monday through Friday, five to five Monday through Wednesday, five to seven, then five to eight on Monday through Friday, and then eight hours on Saturday, and I kind of pick it up here and there on Sunday. So it's it's taking over my life right now, which which is okay. I mean, it's the winter time, so no big deal. And there's no good football to watch because you're a Bears fan, so it's true. <laughs> oh, oh, that was. Did you tell me you saw that missed field goal yesterday for the Bears? No, yeah. I don't watch Bears games. But I thought it was a highlight. It has to be one of the worst field goal attempts ever. So the Bears were down three with, I don't know, like five, ten seconds left, whatever. They were within 40 yards. We're all set to go to overtime. They bring in our kicker, which looks like a convicted drug addict, just by his picture. Um, they bring him in, though, and he, I've never seen a field goal shrink so hard right in my entire life. I'm entirely convinced upper management called down like, hey, we want a good draft pick next year. Push this field goal. Yeah. And the man listened. That's yep. brutal. I saw the, the, the one where the Lions – was it the Lions that kicked it and they they won it or went ahead with two minutes left, but I didn't see that one. Dude, kickers have it brutal, huh? Like there's there's almost uh, no – It's the Lions. I mean, maybe like once a year you have a chance to be the hero, but you're always just the victim. I would never be a kicker. My ego is too high. <laughs> I like being. I think the goal should be to be backup punter on the NFL. Make a cool mill a year. No pressure. Hold that kick once in a while. No CTE. Go. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Yeah, the the, the punter slash holder. Because like being the holder, well, I don't know. You have some pressure on that too. If you like mess up, you remember that year the Seahawks dropped it. Matt Hasselbeck. That guy was ridiculed. But yeah, you could be the holder. That's pretty cool. Backup. Third string quarterback, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you have to work in sales ops. <laughs> so, so I want to I want to <laughs> switch it up here and John Calipari style. When we were, I should have stuck on this. When we were talking about wrestling, but you guys obviously grew up. You're both wrestlers, similar ages. I gotta know what were what were the battles like, like both in school, but more so like you're at home. Are you guys just like beating the crap out of each other every day, or what? It was vicious. Vicious. It was vicious. At home, it was hands-on the most. We we didn't wrestle too much together in high school. Hindsight, we definitely should have, but we just didn't. We fought all the time. I mean, we're always great friends, but it was always so competitive that it it just did not go well. One of the highlights, I guess, or low light, depending on how you look at it, was my sophomore year, Ryan's junior year, and the news, local news was in interviewing our coach, uh, in preparation for the sectionals, which is the tournament before the state, which is the biggest tournament of the year for high schoolers. And we're doing sprints in the background, and I beat Ryan on the first set. In the second set, I was beating him again, so he pushed me. As he pushes me, I fall face first into this padded wall, and then an all-out brawl breaks up, and they had to escort us out on line two. <laughs> uh, it got, uh, we used to wrestle on the, 
living room or wherever all the time. So mom, uh, our mom finally bought us a wrestling mat. Same time that happened, we just went to the basement and started wrestling. <laughs> That's unreal. Just getting after it at all occasions. I mean, I, I can only imagine. God bless your mother that had to put up with that, to be honest. Seriously. Saint. 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 <laughs> There's now, in that living room, we grew up in a really small house. That living room had really short ceilings. We, when we moved in, there was four fan blades. When we left, there were two. That's right. <laughs> and what happened was, before we had the wrestling room, I don't know if it was me or you had a double leg lifting the other person in the sky, <laughs> and the other person's head went into the fan. Oh, and one my of the God. And if you've ever seen a fan with three blades, it's really off. It's a little cattywampus. It's off, off balance. And so we had to remove the second blade with a screwdriver and right before we moved out my mom never knew somehow <laughs> which is amazing to us um absolute amazing but yeah it, Man, there was some absolute that's crazy balls down there did you tell her or no no hell no, no. She sorry mama jay the secrets get let out that. around the holiday time well plus you got to factor in how irritable you get when you lose weight. And so most of these fights were like in the peak of wrestling season where we were really sucked down on weight. So the irritability was also very strong to begin with. Yeah. Well, I, that's the one thing about wrestling that I find super interesting is the weight cutting. Even when you're in like middle school, I mean, I'm thinking back when, to when I was in middle school. I mean, I like, I couldn't imagine dropping whatever, 10 pounds. Like, can you talk about that for people that aren't familiar? Yeah big mistake looking back on it in hindsight um i don't think kids should really be cutting too much weight at least until they're latter have a high school i really think you should develop build muscle continue to grow that way um i was small my entire life and still relatively small i guess uh the main thing once i got to college i learned how to cut weight and it was it was easy i mean i ate before every i ate dinner every night before tournament or duel whatever in high school we did it wrong we would Wait till last minute, suck a bunch of weight down, not eat, not eat, weigh in, fill up on water, get some food in you, and then wrestle. Um, ideal way to do it is just maintain a healthy diet, go into practice every day about five pounds over, and you usually lose that every practice. So you can kind of work it down every practice. But in high school, I mean, you get up to 10, 10 or 15 pounds over, and you'd have to cut it. It was just the wrong way to do it. One tournament in college, my coach actually didn't let me wrestle because I came in 10 over one day. And after that, I mean, it really buckled down. And as long as you're within five every day, you start – because then by the time you wrestle live, after that practice, you've lost two or three, maybe four pounds. You're basically at your wrestling weight in practice. You're getting a more live feel of how it's going to translate to a – But it's, from what, I, from what I hear, not just a regular practice, or maybe it is sometimes, but they're doing some crazy stuff in those practices, right? Like you're – obviously, you're wearing trash bags and all that. I think people know about that. But, like, Brian's told me about – you're biking in a sauna and you're doing all this crazy stuff. Yeah, again, that's all pre-college. So if you got caught wearing plastics in college, you you, you weren't allowed to wrestle that week. Uh-huh. Our coach was a football All-American for the University of Iowa, but the greatest coach ever, Dan Gable. So he knows exact, exactly what to do, how to do it. And that's just not the right way to do it. You're right, though. I mean, those stories exist, and people are still doing it out there because there are emergency situations where, hey, fucked up, but I need to get this weight down. But it's just the complete wrong way to do it. That's nuts. Yeah, Tanner went from 80 to 70 in eighth grade, which is a pretty big cut, considering that's more than 10% of your body weight. Holy. Yeah, I mean, that... 80 to 70. It's, 
My five foot seven lie on my DMV license is still paying for that. <laughs> I can't even believe, like, I couldn't imagine my my mom letting me do that. She would be mortified. But I mean, that's crazy. Meanwhile, you're beating the shit out of each other the whole time. It's just like a recipe for mayhem in the house. And to be fair, when me and Ryan coached, that was one of the hardest parts of communicating the weight cutting to our kids too. And to be honest, I mean, we made some mistakes there as well. We certainly applied some of the plastics and the sauna workouts as well. And parents kind of wrecked, like, hey, our kids shouldn't cut this weight. And they're just learning curves for everything. And so, I mean, rightfully so, they should be a little concerned. I mean, weight cutting's hard. It's hard on your body. It also develops that mental toughness, though, which is hard to come by. So it's not good for you. And in hindsight, I wouldn't let my kid cut weight unless they were like 16 years old. But um, there's something to be said for going through a two-hour practice where you might lose six pounds, not drinking any water, going to bed that night thirsty, waking up the next day not drinking any water until 5 o'clock the next night, and then weighing in at 5 o'clock then wrestling at 6 after drinking like one or two Gatorades. It's pretty crazy. It's just nuts. I can't even imagine that, especially when you're that young. I mean, it's just like so beyond. And- I remember I went through a pretty gnarly cut after my freshman year. I went from 114 Ooh. to 98 for the Nationals. And I had qualified in May where I was 105 pounds, and I cut down to 98, which is pretty manageable. And then I had gone through a growth spurt that summer. And then on July 4th week, and I weighed in again for the first time when I was 114, I started crying because I knew I had to go to 98 in three weeks. And tough one for them. Tough one. And in the middle of summer when all your friends are having fun, they're at the pool. So when we were at the training camp for Team Illinois, like two hours south, I was down there by myself. Called my mom. I was at like 102, 101. Couldn't get down any further. Called my mom. Said I'm quitting. She drives down. Feeds me croutons and ice chips. Gets me on the charter bus to the Nationals in North Dakota. Right out there. Finally got down to 96 and a half. Now it's Tuesday morning. By Thursday night, I was back up to 118. <laughs> Holy. Wait, so you called her. You said you wanted to quit. And then she didn't let you quit and drove you to North Dakota? No, for the- so we, were, <laughs> we were at University of Illinois for the training camp. So anytime there's a big nationals, the state organizes like a team Illinois camp where all the best kids get together and work out for a week. And so before the nationals. So like the nationals was the third week of July. The training camp was the second weekend of July. And so we were at the training camp the second week of July. I'm having a hard time getting down to weight. I'm like 101, 102. Call my mom, tell her I'm quitting. She drives down to convince me to stay. And as a reward, she gives me croutons and ice cubes. And then... <laughs> Just what every kid wants. Yeah. <laughs> I end up making the weight. So that was Tuesday morning, 96 and a half. And then two days later, I'd gained all the way up to 118 again. Wow. That's crazy. That's gnarly. Craziness. So I know we're getting getting close to the time here, but T-Dub, in the spirit of my favorite holiday, Thanksgiving, tell the, tell the audience what you're thankful for, man. Yeah, as my Twitter profile at T-Dub103 mentions, I, I love my family, my friends, and my life. I mean, I'm so thankful for my family all my friends and everyone that's part of my life. I, I love being around them. I love going out with them. I love hanging out with them. Um, family and friends is what I'm thankful for more than anything year after year, day after day. Wow. It's powerful and, and a powerful Twitter plug at that too. That was powerful. What about you, T-Bone? What's on your gratitude list? 
man, there's there's a lot, man. Um, I I hate to steal Tanner's spot, but I mean it's it boils down to you know the family and, and the friends, and um, you know there's been a lot of of changes. I think everyone it's crazy when you think back on a year or two or three ago, how much really changes. And then, you know, what doesn't change, you know, the people that are still around are still supportive and things like that. I think that's really um, something to be grateful for. And um, yeah, just being able to be alive, you know? Powerful Tom Alamo. Powerful Tom Alamo. I think we can all agree we're grateful for The Rock's Instagram as well, as well as Apple's Instagram. What What do you got for me? I got, I mean, the obvious friends and family, right? I mean, that's that's everything. It's why we get up um, and do what we do. I think one is just the health, both physical and mental health of my family, my mom, my dad, my brother, my grandpa, aunt and uncle, cousins, Aubrey, Scott, my stepdad. Um, so, yeah, grateful for that. And I think also just the just the luck. I mean, you look back on all the things that could have gone wrong growing up or even in college or child or even after college, a couple of wrong turns here or there could be a lot different place from where you're at now. So just luck that things have panned out the way they have. Um, As a wise man once said, luck is when preparation is opportunity. Powerful. That's it. I think. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, and so, yeah, I think if you put in the work and then, continue to grind good things will happen but uh, just just lucky that everyone's at where they're at in their life now and we're grateful for the audience tr talk man the ohana just started up uh yeah <laughs> what three months ago two months ago and so um you know we're moving we're shaking we're we're pumped to have t-dub on here but um and he's been you know one of our most loyal supporters so um i think that's something to be grateful for for sure he's upset he hasn't been a fan of the week yet he says I feel like this Trump's fan of the week. That's well done. Well done <laughs> That's a rebuttal. Um, he, he did listen to the dull, dull water and thought it was our best one. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, it was great. You guys are good. She, she's one of my new favorite people on this earth. She is crazy like that. 238 <laughs> miles. <laughs> Quote by Tom Alamo. <laughs> just crazy for anyone that. Just listening to this, go back to the last episode and listen to Courtney Dalwalter and um yeah, she's crazy. Did you hear Tanner? No. I said, quote by Tom Alayla, you're some kind of sick freak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was laughing. Uh, who do you want to see in the as we wind this down, who are your uh, dream guests to have on the TR Talk podcast, T Dub? Like Theo's number one dream UFC in Chicago Cubs. Ooh. Come on, um, I hand to the list. Add to the list. I really dig Cam Haynes and Mark, uh, Aubrey Marcus. Though I think you guys trumped Cam Haynes by having Courtney on, so maybe he's not worthy anymore Ooh. until he wins a race against her. Those are fighting words. That's not going to help us get him on. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he, those three would be cool for sure. Just kidding. You're the man. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm just uh, looking at my. As I was adding Theo to the list, I'm just looking at my phone, and I saw an email from a, a guest we're going to have next week. I don't like to say the name until it's happened, but he was a NBA All-Star, won three NBA titles with the Chicago Bulls, 
played Ooh. with Jordan, played with Pippen. You shouldn't have said Coach played with Greg Jordan, then people would have thought it might have been Michael Jordan. Chicago Bulls. Okay. All right. I'm going to say it's not Jordan, but, <laughs> but he's next, though. <laughs> Jordan, consider yourself warned. I'm coming to the golf course for you. I know he's a great golfer. Um, so, yeah, Tommy, as we head out, uh, you know, we have a month left here in the year. What's your three dream guests? And we'll sign off on this. Thing. Cool. So three dream guests, people that we have not booked yet. We got some great ones in the hopper, though, for December. Some that we've already recorded and some that we're, we're doing this month. But um, let's see. Number one, got to say it. The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. He's coming on. We all know it. If you smell what the canes are cooking. Oh, Miami Hurricanes. Rock some of Number two, Gary V, New York City. I've already, I've already visualized that we'll Love be there Gary February 18th. I'm not sure why that's the date, but that's the date. We're going to be there. Um, and number three is we're both become obsessed with this guy the last like two weeks. Or maybe more. Lance Armstrong. The guy's coming back into the market. He's got his own podcast. He is just... And the more and more I'm getting into endurance sports, specifically running, I can appreciate what he was doing on the bike. Just badass. Love to have him. What are your three R-dub? Actually, I was going to say, before we shift to that, there's a 45-minute documentary on him. we got to watch. It's so good. I'm so obsessed with Lance Armstrong. Oh, yeah. his, my, his podcast is my new That's favorite, good. The Forward. I listen to it all the time. He was just on RV Martin's podcast. I haven't listened to it yet, but yeah. I'm sure it's great. His podcast. It's great. My three, outside of all the ones we've mentioned, um, man, that's tough. Yep. Jocko, Joe Rogan, well, Joe Rogan, number one. Jocko, and then let's see who I actually hit today. Who did I hit? Cut it out. Joe Rogan, Jocko. Wow. Powerful Barack Obama. I'm going to go Barack Obama. Powerful Barack Obama. Chicago native. Doing the Lord's work out there, helping the people. So Barack Obama's got to be right on there. Aubrey, what about you? Who's the guest you want to have on the podcast? Come on over here, Aubrey. Come on in the the pot. You already been mentioned. Have a seat. What's one guest you want to have, Aubrey? She's a little, little, little mic shy. I'm going to say Aubrey's favorite guest on the podcast would be... I'm going to keep it in the family. I'm going to go Michelle Obama. Doing, he's doing the kids' work. Aubrey's going to be a teacher. She loves the kids, helping the kids, so... It's all for the show. kids. So there we go. All right. We can just do a family one here and bring all everyone in. Um, I know you got to run T Bones. T Dub, you got. I, I do. I got to hop on a red eye here to my people on the East Coast. T Dub, what do you got for last words for the audience? Give us some wisdom going into the Thanksgiving. Wisdom. Make yourself uncomfortable. Thrive when you're uncomfortable. Then when you're comfortable, you just continue gaining ground. Powerful. Mm-hmm. And where can we find you? Mm-hmm. Okay. As previously mentioned, on Twitter, at TDub103, that's at TDUB103, <laughs> on LinkedIn as well, Tanner Warner. Um, 
and Instagram, I believe it's tdub underscore 103, as I had a severe login issue with Instagram that apparently I had to have the right username to have the successful password. So at tdub underscore 103. Let's not forget the wedding registry. They're registered. Cole's dot God, I know, I'm just kidding. They're not registered yet. They're not registered the, yet. Kidding. For the love yeah. of God, follow him, message him, and send the man an engagement wedding gift. However you guys, however people do it nowadays, I don't know. Send the guy a gift. It's a great guest. Any kind of gift will That's all I got. All right, T-Bone. You tell old TJ say hello. Tell Emily I say what's up. And yeah, we'll have a good one. We'll see you. Uh, I'll be back in the studio next Tuesday. We're coming in hot with a live one on Thursday night with former Slate. NBA player. Tell them people. We'll see you. Peace.